Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. That's right. You did hear that correctly. It's the name of the show. All right. Standing by to join me is author Monika Sawyer, and I loved her book. It's called Choose Bliss, The Power and Practice of Joy and Contentment. Good morning, Monika. Good morning. Thanks so much for calling in. Sure, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Well, I loved your book. I, I got an email through a colleague here at the station, and I read this, and I thought, this is fantastic. It's so aligned with Get the Funk Out. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes, I love the title of your show. Oh, thank you. It just you. made me giggle. <laughs> Good, then, I, then it worked. It's perfect. Tell me, what was the inspiration for this book for you? You know, I have been an executive coach in the Silicon Valley for many years, over 11 years, and I started to take notes on the things that I was telling my clients about how to achieve success in their lives. And one of the things that I realized was that my history was a really good guide for what I was teaching the people around me and the people that were looking to me for help. And so this book actually came out of the journal that I kept about my clients and about myself and what I was learning during those years um, on how to have a more successful and more joyful life. So that's actually how it all came about. And um, I just wanted to formalize it. I did not yes. want to keep it in a business context because it really applies to every aspect of our lives. Yeah. Um, and, in fact, if you do apply it to every aspect of your life, you feel more joyful. You feel more blissful, you know? Okay, so, so let me... I, that's why I wrote it more for the general public. Well, and I wanted to ask, so how would you define bliss? What is that, actually? Great question. Um, and there's a lot of misperceptions, I think, when people hear that word. So let me start with what it's not and what I hear from people, okay? So it's not about being happy all the time. Mm -hmm. um, it's much deeper than that. It's not about being so content with life that you aren't motivated to do anything else. And it's also not circumstantial. I see bliss as a way of being and living, Okay. It's a deep, enduring feeling of joy, contentment, and the enjoyment of the experience of life. So it's a state of emotional stability and resilience. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that you don't get angry, sad, or afraid. It just means that you bounce back from those emotions more quickly, and you're able to remain in your more joyful emotions for longer. Yes. Does that make sense? No, it does. And I think it also teaches you how to deal with the ups and downs in a way that doesn't throw you off track? That's exactly right. And if you do feel like you get off track, you're able to get back on track much more quickly. Yeah. So it's a, a lot about resilience, yes. you know, and yes. staying in a state, uh, sort of staying in an emotional, mental, and physical state that you like to be in and that you enjoy. So do people ever say to you, okay, is bliss really attainable? They do. A lot of people, I think, when they hear the word, they think, well, that's not sort of in my sphere of influence. I just want to be happy, right? Mm -hmm. But bliss is really, really attainable. Um, and it's actually much easier than to attain than you might think. It's, but it's like anything else in, in life worth having. You have to make a decision to go after it and then take the actions needed to attain it and then stay consistent with those actions. You know, bliss isn't something that you attain and then you just have it for the rest of your life, right? right? It's more like brushing your teeth. You have to pay attention to it every single day to keep reaping the benefits of it. I think that's like so anything. It, you know, it's really like any routine in life. You have to make 
like uh, to me exercise like I remember being total slug and a couch potato and when you start building something in your life it's like it is like brushing your teeth right and and like exercise and like brushing your teeth eventually it becomes a natural part of who you are and how you live and you don't have to think so much about it right right but you it takes some it takes some effort and some focus to get there but Really, bliss is so worth it, right? Yes. If you do that, look at what you get on the other side of that, right? Absolutely. Now, I want to back up. I, I was reading this book, and it was so powerful, the story about some, a personal experience that happened to you. And, you know, when you, you have to kind of face things in your life, because it's all how we react to things, how you react to fear, how you react to trauma. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, I realized very young that I was kind of on my own because I was bullied horribly when I was a child. And um, so I became very sort of strong and independent in Mm -hmm. myself. But I didn't realize until later in life, like my teenage years, that I still was acting like a victim to the circumstances. Um, Even though I was strong, it was a kind of strength that was fighting the world, Okay. instead of taking control of the world. Yes. And I learned that through my mind and my own energy work and through my personal development, I could control my reactions to any circumstance that happened to me, and in doing so could actually change the circumstance. And so that was a huge transformational um, time for me when I actually realized that and started to implement that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will, I will confess that, you know, I've had many challenges even since then. And there have been many times where it's so tempting to just say, I can't believe this happened to me and get really depressed and sad. Right. But when you step back into your power and you realize that you're, you have control over your reactions, yes. you're able to step out of that, right? Yes. So, you know what's interesting yeah. I wanted to bring up? I realized something, the expression, you can kill him with kindness. That sometimes mm-hmm. you meet people and they can be really mean to you. Because I was bullied, too. I was mentioning earlier when I was little. And when you shift it, instead of running away from the people that are bullying you and try to be nice to them, they're, like, shocked. And I remember the mm-hmm. girls that bullied me, I went up to them and I, they were jumping rope, d- double dutch. And I'm like, can I try? You know? And, and they all of a sudden were nice to me. Like, I wasn't afraid of them. Right. Right. You know, it's interesting. I've had people actually have a negative reaction to that idea of killing them with kindness. So I'd like to address that for a minute. It's not about being really, really nice because you want to be liked. Mm -hmm. And it's not about pleasing everybody around you. Right. It's about taking control over a situation and putting your best foot forward. Mm Mm-hmm. And allowing yourself to be your best self. Now, whether they accept you or not is irrelevant. It's how do you feel when you're being that person. And what's interesting is that usually the world responds really beautifully to that tactic, Right. right? Right. But it's really about empowering yourself. It's so uncomfortable to be fearful of people, obviously, and intimidated. And I I feel like it's it's good to have... uh, the strength to shift that. Right. You know? Yes, I do. I do know. I absolutely agree. So I want to talk about, you wrote a chapter on core values. Could you explain what that is to people? Yeah. So um, each of 
us has a set of core values that are deep down inside of us that have been acquired maybe through life or through culture or through experience. But they're, they're values that we live by. And there are, in general, I would say five top values for most of us. And what's really interesting is every client that I ever asked, what are your core values, they would be completely kind of dumbstruck. Like, they hadn't thought about that. What are my core values, you know? And then when we think about that, they might say something like, well, my friends and family are my my deepest core value. But when it comes to living their life, Mm -hmm. they put their work first above and beyond everything else to the detriment of their marriage and their relationship with their children and their parents and like that. So, or someone might say, my core value is freedom, and then they go start a business, and now the business owns them, and they have no freedom to do the things that they want. So it's an interesting topic that people have to do some serious soul-searching to find out what they are. Then the key to living a truly blissful life is to always make sure that whatever you're doing is aligned with those core values because our deepest struggles happen when we go against what we truly believe and want and need in life. And so that's why I start any conversation about bliss by talking about core values. That makes total sense because everything is all aligned, you know, like you you say one thing and then you do another thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know if you've, if you've heard this quote by Mahatma Gandhi. He says, true happiness is when what you say, what you think, and what you do are all the same. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and that starts with really understanding who you are and what your core values are. Yeah. I mean, because some people, they, they want to own that business, they want to make a lot of money, but then they also want freedom, and it just doesn't mesh. Right. You know, and actually, the truth is you can have all of those things. You can have what you want, but you have to do it in a way that that really is aligned with your core values. So you may not be able to be a billionaire if you want to only work 20 hours a week so you've got time with your children, but you can have financial freedom, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So you can have all the things that you want, just define those things based on your core value and then operate your life, run your life based on those also. I found and that then cha- you'll be most fulfilled. Yeah, I, I was going to say I found that chapter to be really, really interesting because, um, you know, people have different motivations in life and then they wonder why their relationships are failing with their kids, with their spouses. You know, that was a great one. You have another, yeah. you have another one, beliefs and limitations. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of this, it was so, well, it's all very relatable. Could you talk about this a little bit? The beliefs and limitations? Yes, like judgmental thinking. Um, yeah, so, so when we talk about bullying, um, you talk about people having a set of beliefs that they are willing to act on, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Children are often given those beliefs by their parents, right? And then they make them their own, mm-hmm. and then they interpret them and express them in a certain way. In my case, they bullied me, right? Oh. But... As you grow older, you maintain those beliefs, and those beliefs limit your capacity to experience life and to grow and to learn new things. Mm -hmm. So it's really important if you've got these limiting beliefs to sort of figure out what they are, 
right? I've got a whole list of different kinds of beliefs, like judgmental thinking, black and white thinking. thinking. Um, He said, she said thinking, right? And the he said, she said is, you know, he said that, so this means that, right? right? Which is all based on our own personal interpretation. Yes. Right? So, and you know that because someone can say something and three different people will take it in completely different ways, sure, right? yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we, all, we, <laughs> we ha- all have these ways of thinking, and none of us are perfect, right? We do, sure. have, um, we do have a right to discernment and to liking things and not liking things. But what you want to be careful of is not pigeonholing yourself so that you can't expand and grow your mind and your heart and your capacity to experience life. And a lot of times our limiting beliefs and those judgments and that sort of thing really limits who we're able to be and how joyful we're able to, to feel. Yes. I know because we're, we're a sponge when we're growing up. And so if you grew around, grew up around somebody that was very judgmental, chances are you'll be judgmental. And I, I loved some of these sections in this chapter about beliefs and limitations. I was thinking about how powerful, powerful this is when you're in a relationship because sometimes you take your baggage from one relationship to the next relationship, and then that poor person has to deal with that, and they're thinking, wait, I'm not that person you think I am. Right. Or I didn't say that. Or I said that. I didn't mean that. How did you take it that way, right? Yes. Um, Because they have a completely different frame of reference than you do. Yes, yes. My poor husband. I don't know if he's listening. (laughs) But he he understands (laughs) because I remember being in a relationship and it was not a great one. And then taking that baggage over to him and he's like, what? (laughs) Where is this coming from? And that's what happens. You know, that's completely what happens. Go ahead. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I don't mean to cut you off. I just got so excited. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could totally relate because my husband was the same way. You read some of the stories and you're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then all of that stuff right, came right to my husband. Right. And, and fortunately, he was so kind and gentle and accepting that we sort of worked through it together. That's great. But really, it is our own responsibility to manage that so we don't damage our relationships, you know? I find it very interesting. By the way, if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Monika Sawyer, the author of Choose Bliss, The Power and Practice of Joy and Contentment. I find this really interesting you wrote this book because I feel like you went through some really, really tough emotional times and then you you made it into this passion of yours as your career and it was so healing. Am I right? Absolutely. Yeah, you know, I think that that's true um, for any coach um, or anybody who um, has to write a book where they have to really look deep inside themselves for what they're trying to say. Because it was so challenging to re to really re-experience so much of this stuff that I had gone through, yes. and then really empowering to know that I made it and know that I've become this person that I am today. And then I feel so vulnerable because the story's out there for people to read and look at and examine. And then I also feel so excited about the kind of impact it can make on people's lives. So it's really interesting. Writing this book has been this huge emotional wave through my life, and I'm grateful for it, and um, it fills me with hope for what it can create in the world, you know? So it's been quite a journey. 
I know, because I, I said to you, it seems so cathartic that you did this. Yes, it really, really was. There were many evenings where I just cried, cried Aww. again, you know. But, like, wow, you know, wow, look at what I've been through. Look at where I am. Look at what I've created. Yes. You know? Yeah. And you have a powerful so, message, several messages to get out there to people. And it's tremendous life lessons for people that are hurting. Yes. Go ahead. No, please go ahead. You first. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I think one of the, the things that I really want people to understand is that we've all been through our stuff. Mm-hmm. And some of us have been through much more difficult stuff than others. You know, difficult challenges in life are very real. Just because we want to think a certain way doesn't mean that the challenges aren't real, you know, and scary. Yes. But many, all of us have been through stuff, and we do have the power to pull out of it, you know? Right. So. Okay, so I was going to say, I remember reading the section in your book how here you were picked on and you felt you were unattractive, and then you go to India, and what happens? Oh, my gosh, that was so cool. I go to India, and everybody, this is a little embarrassing for me to say, but everybody (laughs) thought I was, like, drop-dead gorgeous, you know? Embarrassing. Everybody wanted to meet me. (laughs) (laughs) You're a rock star. Yeah, that's... I was a total... Yeah. Yeah, I was a total rock star. It was so much fun, and it gave me, again, it totally shifted my perspective on who I was, because I'm a completely different person in different countries, but I'm not, right? I'm the same person, it's just a different perspective. Oh, well, you're valued differently in India. Right. You know, and you're picked on here, or you were, Mm -hmm. which is so sad, you know? Yeah, but, yeah, it is sad. Yeah. Um... But it was really, really cool to have that experience. And that's when I really got that I, I am me mm-hmm. and I have control over how I react to circumstances. And I wanted to bring that experience that I had in India back with me to the, to the United States so I could enjoy it for my whole life, not just while I was on vacation in India. You know what I mean? Yes. Now, you have a website, coreblisslife.com. If people go there, do you have a little something for them? I do. I do. So all of us have a source within us that we can use to get anything that we want. This uh, This is our life source energy. And we all use this energy unconsciously all the time. But if you can learn to control and manage it, we can have a much greater influence on how much happiness and contentment and passion and enthusiasm we have, um, how much success we experience in life, how much energy and motivation we have. Um, It also affects how aligned we feel with our surface, uh, with our purpose, and also how much charisma and magnetism we have. And so I wrote a chapter on that energy and how we can access it, but it did not make it into the book by the time my deadline hit. Okay. So I'm offering that chapter as a free gift to anybody who comes to my website. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, it's called, the chapter is called um, A Power Within You. And so if people go to coreblisslife.com and they just scroll down, you'll see um, a little bit further down um, on the right-hand side that you can get that. It's a, just look for the part, the portion that says, um, get the missing chapter of Choose Bliss. That's fantastic. I was looking at your website last night. How long have you been a life coach? 
Um, just a little over 11 years. What did you do before that? Or is that something you just felt, this is for me, I'm doing this? No, that's an interesting story. I was actually in real estate. I've been in real estate for about 35 years now. Okay. And um, I had hit a glass ceiling. I mean, I just couldn't figure out why I couldn't do better in my mm -hmm. business. And so I hired a coach. And um, after working with me for six months, he said, I really, really want you to work for me as a coach. I'll do com the complete training. Oh. And I was like, oh, wow, that, what an awesome opportunity because I have been so um, engaged and involved and passionate about my own personal growth. What an amazing opportunity to help other people right. with my own skills and with the skills that he teaches me. So I just jumped on the opportunity and I've never looked back. Oh, I love it. I mean, it makes total sense. It totally does, right, yes. given my experience. Yes. Um, so I'm so very grateful to him for that. And just listening to you and reading about you, I mean, you have such an engaging personality. So I bet, you know, people just love hearing what you have to say. I think they do. Yeah. I would like to believe that. And I love working with them. And I think the biggest gift of coaching is that I learn so much from them. You know, each time I talk to a client, I help them, yes, um, and they feel grateful, yes, but I also feel grateful for the experience that I got to have with them mm -hmm. and the next piece of, of growth that happened for me because of that conversation, right? Right. Now, I have to ask this because the theme of my show, Get the Funk Out, during low points of your life, how did you stay positive? How did you muddle your way through that storm of funks? You know, um, I... I use these techniques in this book. So okay. in Choose Bliss, I actually list the techniques that I use mm -hmm. to get myself out of the funks. And, you know, the thing is, writing a journal, this is, this is a really good thing about writing a journal, is when you can't think straight, when you're in a funk, when life is handing you things you don't think you can handle, it's nice to be able to go back to something that you've written down and look at it and say, oh, I can try that. And even if I don't want to try it. So, for instance, saying my gratitudes. When mm -hmm. I'm in a funk or I'm having a really huge challenge in life, it's hard for me to think of things that I'm grateful for. Sure. You know, that's natural, right? Of course. But if I look at it and I, I can read those entries and see the results that it's gotten for myself and for others, mm -hmm. I can say, okay, I'm just going to implement this this week. And that'll help me to pull myself to the next level. And so really, the book is a compilation of the tools that I use to get me back on track. I love it. So give me your website one more time before we wrap up. The website is Core Bliss Life. So core is like your internal core. So C-O-R-E. Okay. And then blisslife.com. And if people want to send you a question or two, are you on Facebook, Twitter? Where else can they find you? I'm on Facebook. Um, I, I, you know, the best way for them to reach me would be to reach me at Monica, which is M as in Mary, O-N as in Nancy, E-E-K-A, at coreblisslife.com. I'm very happy to take personal emails. And I am also on Facebook as Monica Sawyer, and Sawyer is like Tom Sawyer, S-A-W-Y-E-R. Perfect. And you can find... And they can find the book, Choose Bliss, on Amazon. It's up in Kindle version as well as paperback. All right. Well, I want to thank you so much for calling in, Monica. I really enjoyed chatting with you. Thank you so much for having me. I really loved our conversation, too. Me, too. I hope to meet you sometime.
Yes, I would love that. Have a great day. You too, thanks. Bye. Bye. That was Monika Sawyer calling in to talk about her really inspiring book, Choose Bliss, The Power and Practice of Joy and Contentment. If you missed any part of the show, it will be up on my blog within an hour. And uh, that blog is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.